Did you know that HGH, or human growth hormone, is known as the master youth hormone that's essential for healing our bodies and keeping us young? If you're 30 years old or older, your HGH has been declining for almost a decade, and by age 35, your HGH levels have dropped by 85%. Have you noticed that things just aren't the same like they used to be? Your workouts aren't as impactful, your skin has lost some of its luster, and you can't sleep through the night without having to get up and go pee. Come on, you know that you've noticed. Well, welcome to the aging process. Hollywood has been using HGH to keep themselves youthful for over 30 years. But of course, that's cost them thousands of dollars in injections that most of us are not willing to spend or risk doing. So we found you a solution, something that's homeopathic and even registered by the FDA. A human growth hormone supplement that's over-the-counter for those who want to regain and maintain that healthy youthfulness that we all desire. Hey, Brian. Yeah. Have you heard about the gel? Yeah, the gel? Yeah, like are the you, HGH gel. Are you gelling? You need to be gelling. So if you want to get on the gel, get on the gel.com and gelrob.com. G-E-L-R-O-B dot com. Check out all of the information promo codes on our website, which is... TwoFitCrazies.com. Christine Conti and I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are to fit crazy and the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, you almost sang that, I think. And the microphone. I know it's awesome. It's, uh, How you feeling today? I feel fantastic. Fantastic. Brian's prepping for his big Philly marathon next easy, month. Easy girl. Easy girl. No pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. It's, After Conti destroys the Atlantic City Marathon, comes in fourth place overall and runs a 309 PR fine. in a windstorm. It's fine. It's fine. It's when fine. did you actually decide that you were going to run that marathon? I registered the evening before, um, and I had 15 minutes before registration closed. Yeah. So, like, you know, nothing there like the last minute. I guess I'll do the marathon. There weren't even bibs. So, I actually, they were like, yeah, we don't have any bibs left. So, you're going to be like John, <laughs> like, you know... Karala Lala. And I was like, John right, Jacob cool. Jingleheimer Let's Schmidt. Let's do it. They're like, we promise we'll change the name before you finish. I'm like, all right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, she goes out there and she. It's because my friend was. I thought my friend, who's really awesome, like a brilliant <laughs> shout out, was. She's trying to break three at some point. And I knew she could do something close to that. And I knew that, you know. That I was thinking about, like, I'll just go out and run. Maybe I could help her. Maybe I could be her Des and, like, shield her win. She could draft off of me, knowing that she's, that I didn't, you know, I wasn't preparing for, you know, a sub three. So I'm like, oh, I'll do what I can. But she was, uh, yeah. So she, she came in second. It was great. I was so pumped for her. It wasn't about me, it was about her. She got a second place. She's pumped. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely shout out to Brittany. 302. She 302. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which it wasn't an easy day from whatever it was all reports. Windy. So that, just so you know, the, the Atlantic City Marathon is it out and back. It does kind of go around a little bit, but for the most part, you're in north and south on the boardwalk, right? Um, and then in, you know, in on the streets, like you literally want run from the middle of the boardwalk up to the northern point of Atlantic City, run straight down to the farthest point of southern Atlantic City, where it's uh -huh. always like a windstorm. It was raining. Like there was different, you know, weather patterns out on there. And then you run back That's and you finish at, you know, in front of Bally's, which is, I mean, it's a. But there's a lot of running on that boardwalk, which isn't clean. It's kind of like. It's like nine miles at least. Speed up and like. Well, you got shitty. people. Like there's normal people. Like there, it's not like the race course is closed. So it's like. You know, it'd be like, watch the tram car, please. And you're like, I'm in the middle of a marathon. Can you, you know, and it's like, the, everyone's out there because it's Atlantic City. When you first start, I mean, you got the stragglers left over from the night before out there, like, with their beers and cigarettes and doing whatever. And then a little bit funny, of A little bit of everything in Atlantic City. Because when you finish, then you've got the next group of people that just got up 
and now have their beers and cigarettes. So it's like, literally, it's like running through a frat party when you're on the boardwalk the entire time. It's really funny. It's worth it. Well, congratulations. That was that was something. I'm like, I, the tracking was weird. You it's because I was it, like John whoever, probably. No, you were, you were Christine Conti for sure. Uh, but the, I was tracking a few people. Our friend uh, Jonathan Lieberman also ran 311. Big, Amazing. Big uh, PR for him. Boston Bound once again, which is awesome for him. He's he works his ass off. There's no one more that that's more like stringent and dedicated than that dude. So opposite me. Uh, yeah. Okay. He's he, like completely opposite he you. Have like a, a panic know, attack if I told him what that's, he did. That's that's like kind of the way that all this. I, I don't want to say all this fitness stuff is. There are people that do everything by the book and are very straight and you know like we don't have a miss mutual a day. friend who took a picture of his whiteboard of his. Um, his like vision board of races for the next year. Yeah. It was fantastic. I think I was like, I am not surprised that this is what you have in your house. Yeah. And yeah, it's like exact. It's like really it's neurotic. Right. Great. And then there's Conti. Yeah. Here she comes. I just signed up the, the day before and, uh, you know, blow out a nice 309 PR fastest marathon she's ever run. You, you know. can't have, you can't have that pressure can't yeah i mean look it depends be like right different strokes for different folks like things when i have no people, pressure i'm fine if people know that i'm running i'm like <gasps> I, I like collapse but it's fine yeah got our own thing well we know you're running but you're gonna be great it's you're gonna be great that's it it's gonna be great I, i'll I get you a cup you, of coffee no, bag of cereal I'm telling Facebook you, I'm either live, go- good to go i'm going for it so i'm either gonna run like the, the fastest marathon i've ever run or it's gonna be like the most Graceful swan dive out of a top story building, like like it's just your gonna, lungs are like, gonna be bleeding. Like I'm just gonna eat so much shit that it's gonna be like <laughs> the most beautiful disaster you've ever seen in your life. I, that's the way it's gonna go. Because like the, what I'm gonna try and do is is going to be difficult and tough and worthy, and and that's the way I like to set the bar, right? Like why 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 mess around? Like go for it, train for it, and uh, and you know the pace is gnarly and if it uh works out we'll be real happy it doesn't i'll still be i happy. did that a couple years ago for boston i was just like yolo i just went for it and i ran real fast the first part but it was really hot and i didn't hydrate correctly and i went like the last five miles i had severe cramps probably the last 10 miles severe cramps in my calves and i'm like oh, yeah. i'm not stopping <laughs> like literally the last two miles i think we're like 9 30 pace and i'm like it was it was not good like it did not feel it was good like but it was i did so good for the first like it was i was like pr that's boston like, though if you run fast in the oh. beginning you're 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 in for it because that that second half is is tough and the, the first half is downhill so like you know your your legs get beat up running downhill just as much as they do uphill i think the only more. time that ever happened yeah. to me it's like the last time i'm last, like this is ridiculous it's like you were running on hot coals every time your foot hit it was like oh oh my ow, leg was ow, giving ow, out ow, no, it, was, it was the leg giving out one where oh. i was just like i thought i was going down on boylston street that's when you know you did it right you know what though had i had the rock salt and the soda i would have been good to go <laughs> lesson learned there's that yeah i'm running with that from now on rock okay. salt was in my i didn't use it for ac but I was like, should I bring an extra gel or a rock salt thing? And I'm like, rock salt. But heed my warning, everyone. After Lake Placid, that Iron Man, (laughs) there's some things that I do some crazy training methods, but that hydration and nutrition, I freaking nailed it. So you have to take my advice for that base salt. For real. All right. Unreal. All right. It works. And maybe some soda. I've done it before. There's some like a little salt pill comes in a blue i don't even know like we're not talking like, pill we're talking just swig that take a shot of that salt a, right in your mouth yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah good. i don't know about that right in the muscles right i tell you what i did do yesterday chain. yesterday was like my last prep rate like long run before mm-hmm. and uh out on the course they have gatorade right normally when i'm training i use noons right noon hydration uh, you don't Vish- like vishal patel you mean all day long you don't drink high concentrated gatorade all day like <laughs> i do <laughs> I'm kidding, everybody. No. So, like, I... I, I'd be in the bathroom every second. I can't stand the Gatorade, but since that's what's kind of out on the course and I'm not really into holding our own, we had uh, the um, uh, senior uh, R&D guy from Noon Hydration on a while back. I don't know what episode it was, but Vishal Vishal, Patel. Yeah. And uh, 
you know, and, and one of the things I said is I'm not into carrying my own stuff for, you know, uh, for 26 mm-hmm. miles. It's just a hassle. And so I rely, you know, I train one way. And then when the race comes, I rely on whatever they have on the course. And what they have is that green, gooey Gatorade that, you know, that everyone uh, knows so well. And uh, so yesterday, since it was like my last 20 miler, I went out and, and was ran the prep run. And I, that's what I used. I was like sick all day. Uh-huh. It was just like it's too much. It's disgusting. I even cut it with water because it's like I'll take a sip of it and I'll fill the rest of it. We'll fill it back up with water yeah. just because it's like too much. I mean, you gotta. I think I, maybe I don't, but you you know I like to just so I'm you know comfortable with it. I like to prep with it and use it and just make sure that my stomach doesn't go bonkers. Not like I have a choice. You, you know, know what was great at um at AC. They had honey stingers where the was was on the course and I actually prefer I mean I, again I'll take you know I'll try different things and you know when I'm sorry when you're racing you're gonna do whatever oh, it totally. takes like that everything goes out the window sometimes um, but for for me I actually have been using hun- honey stingers a lot more because it it's brand. a little bit more natural it it works a little bit better with with my stomach we're gonna have to get them on the podcast i'd yeah. like to uh to pick their brains a little bit about what they use you know kind of what their they have a huge cocktail em- is um when they make those and, and whatnot they have a huge uh, ambassador program too i think know a lot of people that are honey stinger ambassadors just like noon and you mm-hmm. know a lot of these companies ha- have uh have ambassador programs where they give you discounts and let you hype it and stuff like that so yeah you got your companies we, we got that. your eyes on everyone with the ambassador you know Two fit crazies in a microphone ambassador program. Uh, that's right. We're coming for you. Come on over. I love it. So, uh, but that's like that's just the here and there of what we're discussing. You know, prior to what we really wanted to get into today, which is, uh, you know, we can actually equate, you know, equate it to um, or relate it to what we're, you know, your marathon and everything like that, and is is something that is so popular right now it's become more popular with the rise in technology and the way that people do things which is like tracking devices and tracking apps and tracking mm-hmm. um you, you know and, and and kind of just ways that you can really really track just about anything right now right and you know is it a requirement is it beneficial is the pro to it is the cons to it like people really do get attached to the you know to seeing those numbers and you know like they haven't had a successful day unless they get you know certain thresholds of either steps or calories or you know anything like that you know and it's it's become so popular i don't know if it's necessary and it's just you know it's just an interesting topic i don't know where i sit on it honestly i use it in some i'm torn i'm torn too i use it in some areas like completely you know, like mile, per, you know, pace per mile, and you know, mile. I don't even look like whatever cal. Like, the, so what's your favorite? So, so let's let's start here. I know that a lot of our listeners, you know, have either watches or Fitbits or Garmin's or you name it. You know, some sort of device that it could be on your phone tracking steps. Um, it, it could be anything. You know, any sort of app, like you said. So many of many of the people listening. What is it that you track, I guess, is the question. What is the most important thing that you look at? Um, what, it, what do you think, where should you start? I mean, for, for people that are like, hey, you know what? This, I want to get more fit, and I think I'm going to get a device that I can track. I think that's really positive. So I'm going to start with the positive here. Absolutely. Because if you want to you know, walk more, what's, what's the problem with saying, wow, I really don't walk I really don't move. I get less than 5,000 steps per day. Like, whoa. It, I think it really opens up your your eyes to, wow, I am very sedentary. It, I think that's great. I also think it's it's a great tool to, you know, when you sit and you say, I don't know why I'm not losing weight. I think I'm eating pretty healthy. Well, if you look down at your watch and realize that throughout today, I really only did burn 2,000 calories, right? Let's Let's say that that's... That's all you burn, right? 2,000 calories. But then you don't realize that even if you think you're making healthy choices, you've eaten 3,000 calories throughout the day. And now you've got, you know, you're not at the caloric expenditure that you should be at to be maintaining or losing weight. Another great tool. 
It's hard. And, and, and really, and this is one thing that I use when I'm health coaching people is like, you have to know the person, right? So we have to know ourselves. There is incentive to getting a device in order to, Mm -hmm. that can help you with your health that does measure anything, steps, heart rate, um, sleep rate, any of those things like that can really, you know, if it's wrong, it's not healthy, right? Right. If it could be, and if you can improve on it, well then, and you have a tool that can help you do that, then, then great. But there's also that obsessive side to it, which, you know, depending on the person can be just as unhealthy, right? You know, like, like the person who's like looking at their watch and saying, uh, oh, I didn't get my steps in and it's 11.45 at night and I, I got to go walk around the neighborhood like eight go, times. Yeah, I'm going to go do the stairs or the, you know, like that, that obsessive, you know, side of it is unhealthy as well. So when I speak with my clients, there are people that I know after speaking to them that I think would benefit very much from using like a my fitness pal app you know to track food and calories and stuff like that like that that's a tool that would work well for them and then there's other people that i that i really don't want even to go near there or you know don't think that they should go there um same as a scale right a scale is just a tool just like anything else like it's measuring measuring your weight right? right so we're measuring steps we're measuring heart rate we're measuring all they're all scales Right, so the actual scale that we weigh for our, our body weight, there are some people that I that would can use it beneficially to look at it and say, "All right, you know, I'm down. I yesterday was a good day. I had a good day. I ate well. Okay, so this is good. I'm going to do it again today because this is like I can see the results right. on the scale." And then there, you know, and and or or worse. I, I oh I'm up a few pounds and you know like even if it's once a week or twice a week right. or every day whatever they're doing uh, you know I'm up and I didn't eat well yesterday well now I'm gonna have a good day I make sure I'm gonna have a good day today because I know that that's the direction that I want to go in and you know and then there are people that would um, you know that will be there every day and if it goes up a pound right. they're like ah the sky is falling right right not knowing that like they're like a good bowel movement away from like wherever they want it to be like right you know what i mean like like it's all like you're up down two pounds three pounds whatever like it's just it's kind of there's water weight there's you know there's things that happen um and you know so like how is the person going to use that i think is the most important thing i've told people straight up do not get a fitbit do not get a you know watch or don't use this app and and they're like and some people are like well why would you say that i'm like because you're neurotic about yeah. like you're gonna get nuts you're gonna drive yourself crazy yeah um there's even people that have said to me christine i would never get one of those because i would constantly have to beat it every day and i'm like that is the smartest thing that you could realize about yourself that you know that you are that type of person um it, it's i think it's a fun tool but i also think that Again, like Brian said, you need to know your personality. And if you're someone that is getting into fitness, like for many of you that are looking for a way to start or whatnot, it's a great tool, but it's also something that could really overrun your life sometimes. And I think it's that knowing, you know, how much OCD do you possess in your body? And I don't say that to be funny. I say it to be absolutely realistic because we all have certain things that we're obsessed about or, you know, there's me who's got to have her cup of coffee. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, is it like kind of an addiction? It could be, but it's also, you're like, what do you need to have? If it wasn't my cup of coffee, I'd have my cup of tea or is it my, you know, is it my bottle of water? Is it my, there's something that, you know, is about routine that we love and we get sucked in some of our personalities. Um, but I think let's go out there right now and say that everything in fitness and when, you know, I go out at, to conferences or you read anything online or you talk about companies, everything is results based. Like where are the results? You know, as a, as a person, even if we train you, all right, well we trained, well, where are my results? Okay. We just worked together for one hour. What your whole body is not going to change tomorrow. You may be sore. That could be a result, but you may not see a drastic 50 pound weight loss swing until we work together for six months, a year, Two years, Two years, right? You know, like it should not be that drastic, but we want to see immediate results. Oh, without a doubt. It, yeah, and and that is some of that gratification that comes in that incentive, you know, that that securing that, you know, achieving that goal 
one day at a time with a certain number of steps or a certain number of miles or like, you know, a certain number. I know with the runners, it's like, what are you running? How many miles a week are you running? Things like that. Um, you know, it's, it's like something that you can really hang your hat on as, as effort and, and, and really, you know, something that you've achieved. It, it's, you know, we can analytics like sports now has completely been over, you know, like it's overtaken by analytics, like everything, right. baseball analytics, the sabermetrics, people and, you know, exit velocity and launch uh, angle and all these things that like really, really, really have changed just about everything. Right. I don't know if it's for the good or not. I don't know. Like, right. It's not. It's, I don't know if it's good for the good. I'll use myself as an example. I was like a straight up Timex digital watch runner that would have to, if I was going to do a run the day before, I would map it out and I kind of know like where the um, mile markers would be yeah. and things like that. That and, and when I got to that area, I would just kind of hit the watch and get a split and just kind of figure yeah. out like my pace. And, and I basically, you know, would, old, it was old school. I would base it. You'd on, divide it. You'd, yeah, yeah, I'd get to the end. Was. I'd just say, all right, I just ran 10 miles and it took me blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I divide it and I get my average pace mm-hmm. and just like all the, th- th- all the shit that my watch does now for right. me in like a second. Um, you know, and then I got as a gift, I got a nice Garmin. And this was, you know, probably five the years ago. The world changed. Yeah, it's 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 a lot different, right? So now I have kind of like that thing that has benefited us so much, like in our cars and our apps now, like that GPS that now like it beeps when I go a mile, and it kind of can tell me, and it hits my split. My split's right there for me. Uh, I still turn it off in races. Do you? Do you turn off the mile split in races? You I didn't even look at my Dude, watch last time. Yeah, yeah, wrong ever. question. Wrong question. Wrong question. Wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like let me know when you need dude, I can look at it but I just she's I, just floating on a magic carpet um, so like I'll turn off the automatic mile thing in a race and I'll use their mile markers and when I run through the mile marker I'll hit the button mm-hmm. myself and it'll give me my split and just kind of use their mile markers rather than have it go off before the right. mile marker because sometimes they're off or whatever uh so I went from an old school Timex watch, you know, running track workouts, old school Timex watch, hitting the split every time through the, the lap and, you know, just like right. traditional, um, almost like the coach with the stopwatch hanging around his neck. Like that was my gig. And then I got the Garmin and it was really cool. Right. And it was like, cool. And I can get more data. Mm-hmm. Right. It gave me more data. Right. It gave me more things to geek out on. Right. Runners, triathletes, uh, you know, and even, you know, a lot of fitness people and things like that are numbers geeks, right? right? Like total numbers geeks. We can crunch numbers all day long. Um, and then, so I've had that watch for a while, right? Just recently that watch took, you know, it, it took a dive <laughs> and I, I it was stopped charging and the battery was going out. Garmin, we'll, we'll be in touch. Um, and uh, we'll be in touch, Garmin. I also have a Garmin that's sitting around. You, got, you know, these watches cost like a few hundred dollars. The battery's got to last more than five years. So I got another one. And the new one has lots more features than the other one, like including heart rate monitor mm-hmm. built into the watch. And oh, my God, here's data. And I was like running. and I'm like, all right, I'm like, I'm going to go home and I'm just going to like draw my blinds for like three days and just crunch these figures here because we got heart rate now, right? I I know heart rate. I usually determine heart rate by paces. So like some people train heart rate zones and things like that. I know that if I'm training, right, like going to have an easy day is basically like a zone one, two day, Mm -hmm. you know? And then if I'm doing like a threshold day, like that's more zone, you know, like, you know, I can work the zones by paces. I like the zones. I'm a big, like, I'll look down and I'll just do my heart well, rate I wanna, sometimes. I yeah. want to get into that with you mm-hmm. because um, lately I've been training a lot and I've been really, what I'm doing right now is overtraining completely because, you know, there's the, the miles have to be run and the marathon's in three weeks and, you know, peak mileage and I'm tired and I'm working a lot too, like in the gym and I'm, you know, I'm right. You're on your feet. On my feet and it's, you know, long days and, and I can usually tell if I'm overtraining because I don't sleep very well. Right. So like the sleep kind of gets like, you know, altered and things like that. I don't monitor my sleep. I probably could, whatever. But 
you know, and then I look at it and my heart rate's up, right? So like heart rate's up and the, the feet, the, uh, this, this is a crazy feature on this watch. After my workout, it'll tell you how much of a rest you need before your next big workout. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, I ran yesterday, 20 miler, uh, and it's like, you know, uh, 53 hours, right. take 53 hours yeah, take, to recover, take like, 53 hours to recover. I'm like, shit, we're doing this again. No, like, I got like three, <laughs> I got like three hours for my next workout. Like, 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 not, not really. I mean, and I, and that's the thing. I don't know, like looking at it, I know how I feel. I know that I'm okay. I know that I'm working hard for sure. I know that I'm okay. And then I know that the next runs are coming up and I know that like in another week or so, like they'll cut down again and I'll recover and I'll be ready for the race. And, um, and, but you know, I don't know how accurate it is. A, how, how accurate could it be to, for my heart rate? Mm-hmm. Right. How accurate, how accurate it gives me a VO two max. It's not, we know that's not accurate. It's probably close. Maybe it's something that if, as long as it's consistent, right. As long as it's consistent, then I can base something off of it. Right. We know the number is probably not exact, but as long as it's consistent, you know, so like if I get on a scale that's broken all the time and it tells me I'm 200 pounds. Right. Right. But the next day I say it's two, it says 203. Well, I know I probably gained three or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I gained something like it, it like the number is kind of arbitrary. It's just a, you know, it's just like a number that we kind of made up. Right. Do you know that the, the actually the, the statistic is like the most accurate formulas for these are only about 40 to 50% accurate. Do you know that? Yeah. Like that, like, pound- that blows my mind. Like for calories, for like, you know, the amount of... It's all guess. It, it's just like... Because there's close. so many, there's so many variables is what it is. And I think with, with what you're saying, I mean, we've got all this technology. We're crunching these numbers. We're this, we're that. And what I want everyone to hear right now is that these numbers are not always accurate. And again, like you said, Brian, like, you know, if you were on a broken scale and you see it go up, yes, you've gained weight, but that number it, we're stuck on these numbers. What, what do the numbers mean really at the end of the day? Um, and Brian and I were both, you know, we love, we love our friend Carly from, from Barflow. Love you, Carly. She had said like, what, what the hell is it like? Do we really have to just have numbers every time we work out? And I think it's important for all of us to realize what happened to like going out, working out, getting your heart rate up, sweating, being tired, being like, yeah, that was a good workout versus if I don't get 600 calories, this workout is not a good workout. And legit, I have had people get to 550 calories at the end of a class and say, I've got to get 10 more calories. And they'll start doing burpees or start doing jumping jacks for just so they get to 600. And I'm like, what is happening here? Because that could have been the difference of just you not like walking here or I'm like 10 calories or someone will be like, Oh, I'm two calories away. I'm like, I'll throw something on the ground and be like, pick that up for me. (laughs) Oh, you got it. You got it. You got a good workout now because you, I think, I think what Carly wrote, I think what she actually wrote was like, why, why do we need these numbers to, to tell us that there was a satisfying workout or to, to be satisfied it. or to validate yeah. the, the, the actual effort, right? Like, why can't the validation just be a sweaty old shirt that we just soiled? You know, like, <laughs> like, you know, like why, or, or, or I'm really tired or I'm out of breath or like my, my feet hurt. Like I, you know, like, like, you know, from, right. from doing whatever. It could be anything. Yeah. Right? And now it's like this data is the requirement for actual satisfaction of completing a, you know, a such and such workout. Now, the flip side of that is that it can be used very, very, very mm-hmm. well, you know, in some cases. Like you work at Orange Theory. Right. Right? Orange Theory is their theory. Right? right. It's the Orange Theory. Something. All right. So, but, and what they do is the same exact, you know, same exact concept. Right now, you know, the reason why that franchise is so, you know, is the number one growing franchise in the world is that they have used all these heart rate monitors is what it is. And a lot of other, you know, fitness chains are jumping on the bandwagon because they realize that how do you keep clients, keep clients by showing them results, right? So if you're working with a trainer or you're working with a company and you're seeing yourself plateau or you're not seeing anything well, you're not going to keep going and what they're doing and they're coming out with more and more tech, 
technology, which I can't talk about right now as a, now that I'm, you know, kind of running the fitness side of, of orange theories in, in this area. Um, we talk to the clients and they, it's a five zone heart rate based interval training system. And we say to everyone, you know, we want you in zones three, four, and five, your green, your orange, and your red for at least like 12 to 30 minutes or so. There's a heart rate formula that we use, um, that, you know, they wear heart rate monitors on their wrists or around their chest and, and that links up with your zone. So they actually see, um, throughout class, their names on the board on these huge, you know, visual aid boards or whatnot, and it'll pop up and it has a big circle. And that circle is your, at any given time in class, that's the percentage of your max heart rate. Now, again, how accurate is everything? We're right. hoping, you know what I mean? But this is the way that they do it. And that how, do is, they, how do they determine max heart rate? Just the simple formula minus yeah, 220? Yeah, yeah, H minus, yeah. Um, so it was the Kerovian formula. Now we use something else, but to, to try and be more accurate, but um, and we're trying to use the most accurate versions in the world because they work with the, you know, some of the top exercise scientists, which some of them we know yeah. and have been on our podcast. <laughs> um, so that number lights up. And if you're about 70% of your max heart rate or higher, it's green. And then there's another zone for your orange, which is higher. And then the last zone is your red. Um, and red is really like your anaerobic where you're going to be, <gasps> you know, dying. People want to see that. And for some people, when they're not in the green, the orange and the red, well then shit, you got to be working a little bit harder for some people. They're like, why do I, why can't I be in this zone or this? And again, there's so many different, you know, variations. Is it, did you just eat an energy drink before class and your heart rate is pumping? Um, do you have a stint? Do you have a low resting heart rate? Or like I just said, are you overtrained? Right. I, my, when I'm overtrained, my, know my heart rate goes to, is higher. Right. Right. My resting heart. What if you're higher. totally out of shape and this is your first time? You're going to be in the well, red. Well, that's what I'm saying. If we're out of shape and we're doing everything like, and we're even if we're trying to build endurance, like right. we got to go zone one a lot. It's boring. It's obnoxiously boring. But not, we've got to not being in your max heart rate zones is actually better for burning calories. You want to oh, be yeah. in your aerobic and not your like. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can't maintain it. So, I think for some people. Like I said, a lot of fitness companies, a lot of people out there, this is great because it's a great indication of how hard you're working. If you don't know, if you're new to fitness, I mean, Brian, how many people do you know that can figure out, you know, like your max heart rate and am I working hard enough? Am I in a zone? They'd be like, zone? Like, I just can't breathe. Like, what? I think it's a a great start. Um, But then when you get into, you know, say I'm at, say I'm at Orange Theory and someone comes up to me and says, you know, um... Coach, um, I'm only like this many minutes in this zone and blah, blah, blah. I, I think I had a good workout, but this is telling me I, I could have done better. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like let's time it out. And then I have to have that like come to Jesus meeting. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm not really concerned about your calories. I'm not really concerned about how many you know minutes you were here or here. I said, I'm really concerned about the percentage of the max heart rate that you work throughout class. I say this to people. I want to see you. In about 70% of your max heart rate or higher for the time you were here, your average. That's where the adaptation is. Because then you know that, you know, sometimes it was higher, sometimes lower, depending on what you're doing. Because guess what? If I'm sprinting, my heart rate's a lot higher than if I'm lifting weights sometimes. But lifting weights is just as important as if you're getting your, you know, aerobic workout on the treadmill or you're outside running. Um, and that I think is, is something that's really important. But when you analyze the data, it makes you nuts. Yeah. Like this is just a good workout. Lift a little, run a little, like get the heart rate up, down, add some strength training. Great workout. So, so devil's advocate here. How much of it is, I mean, how much of it is a requirement? Any of this data is is a requirement for good health. None of it. it. Like none of it's a requirement. Like, can it be, I'm being devil's advocate again. Like, you know, so like, do we, do we need any of it? What or if, can I just go like Timex or not even Timex? Can I just leave my, lace them up and go, right? And and then come back and hit some pushups and, and, you know. If you could, but. See, those are you, counted too. How do you it's know like, that? Like, how no. do you know? How do you know what you're doing is enough? How do you know, you know. People want that. People want that validation. People that, want to know, it. hey, you know what? Last night I went out and I ate a bunch of crap, and today I'm going to come into class and I'm going to burn 800 calories, and that's going to negate what I did yesterday. I mean, 
That's what people that's do. Really, yeah. That's See, what that's people do. That's a dangerous do. game, though. That's a dangerous game. That's that's just like you know. What's worse, doing nothing though? Oh, absolutely. It's like no, absolutely. I don't. I don't know how to. You know. And again, I think personally, you know, then you see people like, hey, um, you can get really caught up in the numbers. I mean, you could get like overeating and undereating. Same idea. Same right. same mindset. Like you're not overeating because you're hungry. You're not undereating because you're not hungry. It's very mental and I think you play these numbers games I think it could be the same thing you're coming here and you're getting obsessed with I, I took 10,000 steps and I've had this many calories and my heart rate was up for this amount of time and w- so that's the thing like that's why it really takes a special like a dip you know different people are going to be able to use this stuff in different ways and some of it can be extremely beneficial mm-hmm. right like look at like anything, my fitness pal is something that, that yeah. I do at, you know, sometimes people, sometimes, and what we'd usually figure out is that people aren't eating enough, right? They're working hard. They're not, you know, losing weight and they're, you know, I'm trying to do this because they're also like, they're at a, you know, they're just not eating enough. There's just no, there's just no burn at anything to burn. So, you know, we look at that and I say, okay, well, look, you're not eating enough. We can see that data. We can see those numbers. We can look right. at it, you know, um, yeah, like any of this stuff. I mean, Weight Watchers has been doing it for years, right? They have their system of calculation, right. and it's no different than a scale, right? It's a scale. See, I can't do that. Like I for can, me, yeah. I can do a watch. I can do a heart rate monitor. I tend to look at my heart rate. If my heart rate's up, I know that I'm working hard. Right. I, I don't need a number. I don't need a calorie. Right. But don't make me write down my food. Because I know oh, crazy. that that makes me nuts. Crazy. I'm sure the zone diet is fantastic. But there's no freaking if I way that I'm going like, to try and... Write down and figure out the calories. Yeah. Then I'd be like, maybe I'm hungry. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm not eating that. Yeah, I'm just not going to... Because you know that there's steps and it's almost like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the type of person I am. Some people but I know here's are the thing. totally love it. Technology makes that easier too because now there's an app. You can scan the barcode. We can get that, you know, how many servings of this did you eat? They make it very easy for you to track right. all this stuff now. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and again, for better or worse, I don't really know. I tend to work with the individual on all this stuff. If I know that somebody's a data freak and they're going to be able to um, latch onto it and use it effectively and to, to their benefit. And not become compulsive right about it exactly then then good great you know and if i can even here's even the better thing like something that is lost on all this stuff and i just joked about it how like you know they, they tell you to take a certain amount of rest before your next workout rest days are essential right we're not going to get anyone i'm talking to you conti rest days I've are actually essential. had i've had now, rest days a couple of them in the last couple of weeks they're essential right so you really have to make sure that you're getting that in as well so you know, and these people that are just going for the gold and getting that number day after day after day after day after day after day, and like you know, putting together these streaks, it's not necessarily you know, it's not healthy either. So, you know, I think that um, that that some of these things, they're just there's no reset button on them, right? Or they're left to their own devices, literally, mm-hmm. uh, to you know, determine whether or not their effort was sufficient. Well, sometimes no effort is the best thing for you just to reset and to regroup and lower heart rates and get better sleep, rest, all that shit. And, and just make it like a better, you know, just take the break. And I don't know if these things, you know, they, they, they kind of leave that feature out sometimes. And then I think that's when it's up to, really educating yourself and getting a trainer or working with someone, even if you're using all these devices, figure out, go talk to someone, spend the damn money on someone that is in the know, someone that is ex- has uh, extensive experience with, you know, like Brian, you're talking about crunching numbers when you run, you, you know, talk to Brian about crunching these numbers and your heart rates and all this stuff. It matters, you know, like, Again, I work with these heart rate monitors and things every single day. I'm looking at people's, you know, like numbers and zones and this and that. And again, literally, I talk people off the edge all the time. Like, listen, here's what I need you to do. Take a deep breath. Okay. You know, I don't want to see you seven days a week. Okay. I'm going to be very honest. I want you to do this type of workout in this and don't, I don't even want, leave your watch home tomorrow. Go for a walk, go for a jog. Do it for time. 
go for 45 minutes and I don't care how far you went. I don't care. Just do something. Um, I think that's big, but you know what, when we talk about results and we talk about companies and even a trainer, guess what? People want to see results. And that is what, you know, Quickly. we've got it. We've got to pay our bills, right? What's going to keep your clients. What's going to keep retention is when you start to see actual physical results. Because if someone gets on the scale and you've been working with them or you've been going to a gym for three months and that number on that scale has not changed, guess what? They're not happy. Yeah. But what if you could prove to them that, you know what? You can run for three minutes straight right now. You couldn't run at all three months ago. Right now, your you know resting heart rate is 10 numbers lower than it was before. Okay. That, I mean, this is these are the these are the things that you have to focus on. Wow, your clothes are a little looser, but you're the same weight. Yeah, hmm. yeah, that's the How hard. Does thing. that happen? You know, it's a really hard thing, and that's what one of these. You know, one of the things that drives me crazy with the fitness industry right now is all these you know transformations and challenges and thirty days and sixty days and all these things, and they're good ways to get people in to mm-hmm. pay you chunks of money at a right. time. You know. And there's I, I the see, money part into it. No, no you know, absolutely. Gotta, I mean, that's the way that these gyms are really generating right. a lot of revenue by taking groups and saying, "All right, the next six weeks, you know, you're mine, right. and you know, we're gonna we're gonna eat well, we're gonna do all this stuff." And you know, it's it's um it's a small piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we can I can starve somebody and bust their brakes for right. six weeks, and they're gonna be like, "Yeah, I lost twenty pounds." Yeah, cigarettes and ice cubes. Yeah, I mean, it's like... It's unmaintainable. We can, we can really do that if you want. Um, you know, I'm more concerned with six months, six years, you, you know, than right. six weeks, you know, six, you know, whatever, three years and two years, and because it's consistency, right? We're not going to get anything back in 20 days, 30 days, you know? You know what I would love? I know this is really bizarre. You know, we were talking... Ready? Here's, here we go. What if your technology could tell you, like, could also tell you, you know... You're feeling like, I hated that workout today. Thing. And it like, or like you feel like miserable or like you feel great. That should also be a part of your, yeah, your technology. Don't you think like there's some, should be a part like, all right. You like were an emoji, zone. an yeah, emoji like face. Some emoji pics, like, <laughs> like you, you hit the pile days, of shit. <laughs> right. Like some days you're like, wow, that was awful. Or that, I think that should count. I really think there should be something in now, there. Is that like, is that based on the uh, the way that it made you feel, or is it based on the just your the way if you liked it or not? No, how, it's how you felt during the workout. Like it should be something like that because sometimes you can go out. Um, we'll just throw running out there. You could go out and run ten miles one day and be like, that felt awful, awful. And then another day, go out and run ten miles and be like, wow, that was rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, that should also. And you be could do it. In- and you could do it at the same exact pace on the same exact exactly. course, same exact thing, mm-hmm. and just feel good one day and feel bad the next. Right. That I just feel and like that should be a part of our tracking. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't do it for us, but we- I, I do that. I do that s- somewhat. Um, usually, it used to be when I kept paper logs mm-hmm. a lot. Like I used to write all my, my mileage down in the, just on my daily calendar. I, would I, just, I still do that. Like I'll just jot it down at the end of the see, night when I everything, sit Listen, here's one of the reasons. Here's where technology has gotten me. It's It's gotten me good because Garmin uploads it. Garmin has mm-hmm. it now. Garmin Connect has it. Even the next step, Garmin goes to Strava, yep. which Strava is like the social media for, for endurance athletes. And now my friends can see it, and now I can see it. And I'm building up for the same, very same marathon that I ran last year, right? I ran Philly last year. I'm running it this year. I can look back and see what I did last week, you know, this week, this past week, last year. Yeah. One year ago, I can look back and say, okay, I'm further ahead. I'm making better gains, you know, and everything. So with that, like you said, so like the same run, the same course and the same, you know, whatever temperature and, and, yeah. and, you know, and, and weather has a fat plays a role in it, you know, my sleep and whatever I ate, all these things kind of play a role in it. You know, I'm not always sure, but I usually just like a one through five, like somewhere in the corner, I'll just put like one or two, mm-hmm. or three, or five being the highest. Yeah. Like, I felt great. Five. Boom. This was, one was a five, five stars, whatever. I just put the number. Yeah. It, I don't do it now because I'm on the Garmin and there's no really place for me to, to put it. But on my paper logs, like, I can look like I ran this much and this much and it was a four. Right? I felt pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, you know, and, and you can go back and just say, all right, that was a dud, like, whatever. I just felt like a one right. the whole way. Right. And 
usually you can go back and kind of look at it and say, all right, well, what was going on that week? Oh, you know, it was like busy at work or, you know, right. family stuff. And, you know, there's there's some rhyme or reason as to why I didn't feel good or I wasn't as, in as good a shape as I am, you know, currently. So, yeah, it's uh, it's always good to kind of – because you can go back, right. right? You can go back. I do like that. I do like that. Like I'm I'm definitely somebody that goes back in the archives – if I train really well and I ran really well, like in you know, if I ran a good build up to Boston and I ran a good race and all that stuff, I'll go back and I'll, I'll go look back at and that. look. Yeah, I do yeah, too, for Same sure. Because whether I, it's miles or workouts or what the heck was I doing? Yeah, like what was the workout? What was I hitting? Mm-hmm. You know, like how many miles would I run per week and all that right. stuff? Like, you know, the good workouts you'll remember forever, um, just like the good races. So, like, that's you know, good data that you can actually use so again but here you can't we are. be obsessed with it no that's the thing no where does that line get drawn and i think you know what's important too is that if you are using it for good right you're you're gonna feel good if you look at your if you start looking at your garmin you start looking at technology and it makes you feel bad guess what it's not worth it it's not worth it it's not worth it at all um i will i actually will go sometimes and um i will drop into a class at you know at an orange theory or i'll go out for a run and I will purposely not use a heart rate monitor or not use my watch oh, sure. every once in a while because I'm like, I don't, I don't need it. Maybe I'm feeling really tired one day or not great or, you know, maybe it's just a, a run where I'm like, you know what, I just, it's a beautiful day. I have no. I do that. Yeah. It's so freeing. Like I, I don't need a monitor Naked. to tell me that I'm working hard. Like I don't need a monitor when I'm like, I think I'm going to vomit on this rower. I don't need that. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, like, is there you a vomit know. monitor? A lot of people, sometimes people will vomit. Um, it's just you, if you work really hard, but it's, it's we, we used to work at uh, the, the gym that I, that I work at used to have t-shirts and it was like boot camp. And if you puke at boot camp, you get a t-shirt. Oh, I'm like, Oh great. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I think we're all out of t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so like, don't, please don't puke. Like, don't earn that. That's not. That's oh not a good. God. That's not a good tracking um, measure. Puke. Oh. <laughs> By the way, um, what's great? And Brian said this when his um, Garmin, his battery died. Um, it's happened to me before too. Where? By the way, yeah. Let's. Uh, Garmin, my Garmin died. Mile what? What did I say? Mile like a twelve on my Ironman. What the fuck was that about? Like, yeah, you're gonna. Wait a minute, it's a bone to pick as well. Fucking Garmin. Watches are like. I'm like this like, is my third Garmin, by the way, um, and I love them. Don't get me wrong, but like I just can't keep. I can't afford this right now. Like we're gonna need to get a a nice little ad going, Garmin, like, on our podcast, and we will we pump your stuff. Like, but we're gonna need to up the ante a little bit because we can't afford this. <laughs> it's it's like a bad relationship, Garmin. What? We're in a bad relationship. I'm like, you're costing me too much damn money. That was a that was an issue. But I was where I was going with this was that um. <laughs> Was that in Chicago when I rolled up? Because I was I now I, I get used to running with my watch, seeing my like seeing how fast I'm running at any given moment. Like yeah. that's a, that was a big game changer because before it was like you're doing the math of like how fast. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then yeah. when you look down and it tells you like you're running a seven minute pace, you're running a well in Chicago. All the, you know I'm getting used to running with my watch and and then I looked down and the well, entire that. race said it was I was running a seven thirty pace or like a ten forty five mile pace and i'm like so what's happening i had no so chicago's notorious for that the chicago marathon's notorious for for satellite issues and like not really you know being able to get the data that you really need but that's where the technology goes bad we're reliant on Mm -hmm. it right we're relying on it and we're using it so much that when it goes bad we don't know what to do well like i said with I'm so used to knowing right. how Iron I feel. Man. Now put yourself in an Iron okay, Man. Okay, so Forget I'm so it. used Probably. to some people would have just their heads would have blown off. Or We've just talked like about this people before. like walked off. Like they would have been like, know, look, I don't know what to do now. You know, like <laughs> like you know, like my it's like a pacifier. They are like the tip. Of, they are so a type personality. Oh too. yeah. Like no, that that dude, marathon, uh, Iron Man, and triathletes are numbers crunchers, geeks. Except for me, who's like, I don't know. Yeah. I hope I make the cutoff. I don't even know what it is, but I'm just going to keep going. But 
but the thing is, is that that's when it comes down to like, sometimes the numbers are great, but you need to know your body too. Totally. Know that, you know, I wasn't running. I knew that without that Garmin for the last 13 miles, I was going to be fine. And I was like, all right, well, here you go. Doesn't matter. YOLO. Yeah. It's, it's like, I'm going to, I know what certain paces feel like. I know how to breathe. If I'm out of breath, I'm probably running too fast. Totally. You know, if I'm. See, that's my heart rate monitor. That, there you go. That's. The pacing and the, and work in different paces, mm-hmm. right? There's an easy day. I know that's supposed to feel easy. That's the day I leave the watch at home and I'm just right. like, whatever. And then there's, you know, like a, a harder tempo day, you know, like I know what it's supposed to feel like. Do you want to double check with your watch? I always say with if you're running yeah. intervals or something. Yeah. Especially when you're fit because you start flying. Then you're like, then, you don't, then you're doing a speed day when you're supposed to be doing a tempo, a threshold day, whatever. So, you know, it's just, here we are though, again. We have this stuff. Is it good or is it bad? Is it be- like pros, cons? I think it's probably both. I think that's why we were having such a hard time. Like, you know, just. Some days I love it and some days I hate it. Yeah. And if you have a slow day and you look down at your watch, why do you have to feel bad if you didn't hit the exact times you wanted? Why do we feel bad? You were out doing something. You were out moving. You yeah. were exercising. Hallelujah. Congratulations. Yeah. You just did something awesome for you. But I have to say the second that turns into a negative and again, the conversations I have with people, Christine, I wanted more this and more that. And I'm like, I'm happy you're here. That's, that's what I say. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you're here. I'm happy you, you know, did something great for you. And that's it. What's your other option? You do nothing? Yeah. Not an option. Not an option. Not on my watch. Always do something. That's what I say. Not on my Not watch. Not on my Garmin. I don't wake up to be average. <laughs> Neither do you. Not on my watch. Well, you know, listen, it's very interesting. I think we just did a... You know, a, a merry-go-round of you know this whole thing, and we're you know like like all good things on the two fit crazies and a microphone <laughs> podcast. We are right back where we started. Exactly, right? we've accomplished absolutely nothing. Oh, please, please, except we're maybe spread. open your except maybe open your yeah. eyes to some of the the benefits and try it and see what drawbacks. See how you like it. You know, do the stats. See, you know, it may surprise you. You may be more fit than you think. Or, uh, or less fit. And that's one yeah. thing I will say. That's one thing. If you're like coming back from an injury or some people, you know, will take, you know, some time off or something like that. Mostly when you're coming back from an injury and I'm speaking like primarily to the runners and the triathletes and things like that. Leave your, leave your garment at home. Leave that, leave that tracking oh, device yeah. at home because when you are, because when you're coming back, it's got, it could be ugly and you look at it and you're like, oh my God, I realize how out of shape I right. am or whatever. Just go and just go for minutes, right? I always say run away from your house for, for 13 minutes and make it back in 12. If you can do that, then that's 25 minutes and you're just like, good. Like that's good. And you like, it's a game you could play. Like there's some And effort. now you've been gone for like 25 minutes and, and you're probably in a better place. You're probably place, just better. You know, exactly. Mind, anyway. Yeah. So like you don't need none of this stuff. I think that's my point. None of this stuff is a requirement. Can it be used? To benefit you, absolutely. You know, there's 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 a reason why it's so prevalent. But none of it is a requirement, so don't get too hung up on any of it. Yeah, what he said that exactly. Uh huh. I'm pumped because we got some amazing guests coming up in the next month, and I'm I can't even. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. We'll leave the carrot for you at the end of this episode. It's all happening. Yeah, it is. Crazy. All right. So with that said, my name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. A peace.